Hello, everybody, and welcome to week four edition of our Balls Over the Top NFL Prediction Podcast. I'm Michael Rock. I'm Brendan Collins, and we've got a great weekend of football, we think. Yeah, we hope, uh, but of course, with that in mind, we are going to start with the breaking news. We do have a Thursday night game this evening, but the NFL has opted to postpone the Tennessee Titans versus Pittsburgh Steelers game set to take place this weekend after Tennessee had a number of positive cases. I believe the player total is over five. Uh, actually, I think it's over seven at this point. The staff total is pretty decent as well. Mm-hmm. It's a significant, uh, this is not a small matter at all for the NFL. Yes. And I'm, I'm shocked it's not being talked about more. It's, it's interesting. Um, the fact that they, you know, responded so quickly is good. They were able to shut things down almost immediately. Which is a uh, which is a positive sign. The only negative sign is that we don't really know like how long the window for you know possibly being contagious is. We like we're we're, we're really kind of you know shoot things in the dark here. Well, uh, with how to resume? That's one negative, and I'll tell you the second negative is Tyler's fantasy football league is an absolute mess right now. Yeah. So. You know, yeah, he's gonna have to figure that one out. A lot of rosters. There's, I say that jokingly, but a lot of rosters, a lot of leagues might have some hiccups here. I mean, I think the common consensus would be treat this as a bye week for mm-hmm. Tennessee and Pittsburgh. But you know, an unplanned, a lot of team. Uh, I mean, this is joking, but like you know, or not joking, but a lot of teams. Uh, you draft them around bye weeks. You're planning on if you had other players. This being the first week that bye weeks would be happening. Week four is the earliest bye week in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, there were people that this could be throwing off their their plans and the way they drafted and and all that. And so yeah, it um, bites. Yeah, but uh, you know, moving past that, we hope that this is uh, it. We hope it's a contained incident mm-hmm. that. They're able to quarantine, move past it, be playing next Sunday, and uh, that we don't see any issues popping up with the Minnesota Vikings, who they played this past weekend. Yeah, that's the big, that's the big uh, worry, possibly. But we'll we'll see what happens. So uh, we're going to jump into our picks tonight, uh, right now, and, and kind of jump into this week's action. And we do also, we mentioned him earlier in the pot uh, a moment ago here, but we do have a special guest tonight. Uh, Uncle Tyler's here. To make his uh, his weekly Stone Cold Lock of the Week. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, Tyler's here, uh, and he's going to be making a couple of uh, unique bets, giving us his uh, you know, like we said, locks. He might be joining us from time to time. Yeah. Uh, a big fan of the show, friend of the show, and uh, you know, big often in our company on Thursday nights when we're watching the games anyway. Yes. So. Uh, he's going to pop in, provide his locks this week. And uh, otherwise, though, without further ado, why don't we just jump right into things? Let's get started. Tonight, we have the Denver Broncos playing against the New York Football Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, two teams that are absolutely terrible. And yes. we'll be looking forward to getting one in the win column. Yeah. Um, Denver Broncos come into this one and a half point underdogs because they are without their starting quarterback Drew mm-hmm. Locke, and I believe Jeff Driscoll might not be playing either. Yeah. Um, could we see the rise of Blake? Who knows? Yeah, it could be. It could be Bortle time. Protect yeah. your Bortles. Yeah, the Bortle hour. Um, the Bortling. Um, so, yeah, one and a half points spread against the New York Jets. Uh, this is a... 
pretty uneventful, terrible Thursday night game. I don't know who picks these games, but they should be fired. Yes. I'm going to go with the Broncos. I think they are a better team than the Jets. The Jets have absolutely looked like a joke in virtually every game this year. The only respectable part of that Jets roster is Frank Gore. There's there's nothing that that team has to hang their hat on. Where the Broncos have a pretty decent defense, even without Von Miller. They have some weapons on offense. Mm-hmm. You know, even with all the rece- the injuries at wide receiver. Yes. Um, I'm going with Denver. I'm going with Denver uh, plus one and a half on the spread. I'm going with Denver money line at minus 104. And over under, I think neither of these offenses are really electrifying. I'm going to go with the under. 40 and a half. Uh, I don't see this game the same way at all. I see two teams that are uh, kind of uh, teams that are easy to punch in the mouth and two teams that really want to punch another team in the mouth. I, I see this game being a little bit more exciting, but I'm going I'm going with the Jets in this one. I'll take a minus one and a half. I think they might win by by that full field goal. I uh, I'm taking them on the money line, but I'm also going to uh, I'm going to go with the over in this one. I uh, I think that there there are two teams that both have enough of an offense that they can uh, really beat up on each other's defenses. I think we're gonna we're gonna see a bit of that tonight. Next game. Coming up also at 1 o'clock, we have the Arizona Cardinals facing off with the Carolina Panthers. And right now, the Cardinals are the favorites, minus 3. And the over-under right there is uh, 51. So, gotta say, I'm I'm thinking we're not going to differ on this one too much. Yeah, I think I'm taking Arizona across the board. Uh, Three-point line, Arizona, I think, is the far better team. They did have a hiccup this past weekend, uh, losing a close game but uh, to Detroit, which I thought was a pretty big upset, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Arizona, even though Carolina seemed like they actually had their footing under them, they, they beat up on a struggling but still promising looking chargers team mm-hmm. um i think arizona runs away with this one i think it's actually way more than a three-point game i think it ends up being a seven to ten point or even maybe more than ten point game so i'm taking arizona on the money line and on the spread the over under 51 is a little tough because both of these teams can score but I feel like Arizona is more pushed. Arizona doesn't really blow teams out. Arizona more scores to keep up with other teams that are scoring. And I don't know if I trust if I trust Carolina to put up the points. I didn't trust them last week without Christian McCaffrey. They proved me wrong last week. Robbie Anderson's been having a good year. Uh, what is it? DJ Moore's been having a good season out wide. Teddy Bridgewater's been able to move the ball. I just don't see that much offense in this game against Arizona. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with the under there, 51. All right. That's, uh, I mean, it's fair. I don't think you're crazy for it. Uh, I'm also taking Arizona against the spread. I'm taking a money line, but I'm going to hit the over on this one. I think we saw that um, Carolina can break down some passing defenses, and I don't think Arizona's is so premier that they're going to uh, struggle that much. I, I see 
51 points being a, a real possibility, and I almost kind of feel like it's low, especially with how, how well Arizona's also passing the ball around. Another 1 o'clock game we've got, and this is probably the most lopsided game that we have this week. It is the Baltimore Ravens facing off against the Washington football team. Baltimore Ravens are favorites by minus 13. And the over-under on that game is 45 and a half. Um, I mean, I think this is also pretty easy, especially coming off of a loss on Monday night to Kansas City. Yep, very I big see, public I, loss. I see Baltimore coming out and winning by that 13-point margin or oh, more. Yes. They've also proven that they want to run up the score mm-hmm. in games when they can. I take Baltimore money line. I take Baltimore spread. Over under, I think I go with the under because I think that Ravens defense has a uh, a little bit of a statement game against Washington, and I just don't know if I see the Ravens scoring forty five points. Like I could see this being literally a thirty five to three, thirty five to six, uh, twenty eight to seven mm-hmm. type game. How about you? I I see. I'm I'm pretty close to being right there with you. I really feel like we've got a. Uh... A game on our hands that is going to be uh, pretty much the same. I don't think I don't think that the Baltimore Ravens defense has showed to me that they can maintain pulling away from teams yet. And I think I'm not ready to count out Ron Rivera, who is doing kind of well in our division. I'm I don't know. I'm just not ready yet. I'm going to take Washington Football Team. Plus 13 points. Uh, I am taking the Ravens on the money line, but I do agree with you. I think we're going to hit the under, and that's also why I'm taking Washington football team plus 13. I think it's going to be a pretty close game. I hear you there. Um, the next game on the list, another 1 o'clock one. This is maybe the most fascinating and hardest to pick game for me this week. We have the Indianapolis Colts, Phillip Rivers, Frank Reich, that team that's really hard to hard to grade right now. They lost a game one match, a week one matchup to Jacksonville that they totally should have won, and then they've had a couple of impressive games since then. Mm-hmm. Um, they are playing against the undefeated Chicago Bears with yes. Nick Foles at quarterback. Yes, we got a two and a half point spread on this one. Weird spread. Yeah, in favor of Chicago. So Chicago, despite being undefeated, is the is the underdog here. Two and a half point line. Um, and then the over-under, we got 43.5, which is low, but these are teams that have shown both an ability to put up big points and then... Uh, ability to put up goose eggs. Just exactly. Real, real boring, bad games. So, uh, we differ on this one. Yeah, we're not we're not on the same page. Uh, we differ uh, everything except we, we agree on the over-under. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Yes. Going to surpass that 43.5 point you know, line that they've set. But uh, you like the Indianapolis Colts here, uh, it seems like, with, yeah. uh, at least according to what we were discussing earlier. I don't mm-hmm. mean to spoil your pick for no, you there. No, it's okay, because uh, we, should, uh, we should talk about this You one. like the Colts' uh, money line and spread, and i got to tell you, i I, I got to go with my boy Nick Foles. This is a Bears team that's undefeated, and that they've had Mitch Trubisky in for five-sixths of the of the season so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I I think with Nick Foles, that could be a dominant 
football team. It's definitely possible. This one's this one's risky, and the only reason I I went this way with it is because I think for you know fact just like just on my reasoning, I think it's because. I like Frank Reich more than I like Matt Nagy. I just don't have faith in Matt Nagy to keep a team, keep this team four and zero. That sounds just too preposterous for me to be like, yes, I want to put, I want to put my mark on that. I'm, I am. Yeah, but we're not. You're not asking him to grade through four games. You're asking to grade through one. And do we ask? Do you? I think Matt Nagy and Nick Foles can go one and zero against Frank Reich and Philip Rivers. No, because I they've think looked. They can. They've looked. I mean the. The teams that the Bears have beat have also massively disappointed us, right? Yeah, you could argue. I mean, like, the the Falcons had, a, like, a three-score lead on the Bears, gave it up. The, the, Bear, the Bears beat up on, what, the Vikings this season, too? Like, it's not like they, they've had stunning, like, choke holds on games where they've... Con- no, they've slopped and... They've squeaked messed, out wins. I get you. Yeah, they've messed away to you. it. I get you. But now you got Nick Foles at quarterback. Yeah, and you have Nick Foles at quarterback. But you, then you also have Phil Rivers, who it's not like Phil Rivers puts up a ton of bad regular seasons. He doesn't perform in the playoffs, but Phil Rivers is still a very good quarterback. And if they find their footing with Frank Reich at the helm, I have more faith in that than I would ever have in Matt Nagy's team especially when they've already stumbled their way to overperforming in games. I just don't feel I just don't feel that confident in this Bears team. I got you. I feel I like gotcha. I feel like it's a house of cards. Well, we go from a game where we seem to be disagreeing for the most part to a game where we agree wholeheartedly. And Why this, you, yeah. And this one this one we feel pretty confident with. We got Jacksonville Jaguars coming up against the Cincinnati Bengals. My voice just cracked. I didn't realize I was still going through puberty. That's fun. For me, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are the underdogs here, coming in at plus three and a half. You and I are go- both going to take them, and we're going to take them on the money line. But we, uh, this over under of 49 and a half nonsense, we're both taking this under. We don't see this being the most lights out electrifying game. Yeah, I- I'm a little surprised at this line here. I think Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars have been shockingly competitive in every game that they've played in. Some games they've been the better team where you can't really say that about the Bengals team. Yes, they just came away with a tie against the Eagles, but our Eagles have been drastically underperforming. And so the the Bengals haven't done anything to wow me either. If I were to look at the bodies of work from this season at the Bengals and at the Jaguars, the Jaguars, in my mind, have been the better and more effective team. And so... I, I think the Jaguars on the money line and the spread makes sense, and then yeah, that over under that's some nonsense. That's, Neither... that's so much. That's so many points for for two offenses that don't seem like they have the the explosiveness to to put up like high twenties number of points. I mean, they haven't done it so far. So why would we expect that now? Yeah, yeah. After that, though, we got a really interesting game. After that, we were just talking about the Chargers. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Yes. Really, a team there full of veterans, really uh, with championship expectations, against a team rebuilding, the L.A. Chargers. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert. Yes. Um, a, a good team, no doubt. Austin Eckler. They've got some talent out wide with with Mike Williams and uh, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry. 
You got Bosa on defense. I mean, that's a talented roster out there, but, you know, a team that was expecting this season to be a little bit more of a rebuilding year. An interesting matchup here. Uh, we got a seven-point spread in favor of Tampa. Tampa's up on the money line. And then uh, we also had differing opinions, though, on the over-under. Yeah, so the this over-under at 43, it, it's interesting. Uh, you went You went with the over... I, I don't think it's crazy because I think we could see this game definitely branching into a bit of a shootout. The Buccaneers don't seem like they have like a lock really on what their defensive identity is. And the Chargers can play good defense. But we haven't seen like we've seen flashes of it, but we haven't seen them put consistent shutdown performances together as a unit yet. They, they have a little bit of a banged up secondary. They haven't been that great. But I, st- I just don't see this coming to a shootout. I feel like it's going to be a long, grindy game between two teams that still don't really have their identities locked in yet. See, I think these are two teams that can score. I think that Herbert has put up over 300 yards and moved that offense in every game he's played. I didn't actually look to see if he's starting, but I'm assuming he is. Uh, well, with Tyrod Taylor's doctor punctured lung, I don't know. I don't know no, what I his timetable time return is. On that. Tampa has proved that they can move the ball as well. Uh, so I, that's why I thought just this would be a little bit of a shootout. I know I went against, I described it last week, my method of I very rarely will choose the over when I am picking uh, one team on the money line and one team on the spread, which we both kind of think we that are. we both think that the Chargers are going to keep it close enough on the spread, but that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to end up winning it at the end. Uh, very rarely will I go with the over in a scenario like that because I think the more points being scored, the less likely you are to fall in that one-team money line, one-team spread scenario. But, yeah, I, I think that these teams have enough offense. They'll move the ball. They'll put some points on the board. And it's going to come down to, like, a three-, four-point difference. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, what do we got next? We got next. We got the Minnesota Vikings versus the Houston Texans. This is another game where we, we pretty much agree – Except on the over/under, uh, Houston Texans are minus four and a half. They are currently winless, um, and the over/under is at fifty-four and a half. Now, we both like the Texans. We were both surprised by the Texans' rough start, but they had a very rough starting schedule. You know, it's been a, a brutal three weeks facing off against MVPs facing off against championship teams. It, it's a rough way to start any NFL season if you're a good team or if you're a bad team. But I th- I think deep down we believe that the Houston Texans are a good team and a team with a, with a more solidified identity than the team they're facing in this Minnesota Vikings, which com- t- just continues to be an absolute pain in the side of this of this podcast where we just... Do not we we just get along not at all, and uh, but yeah, we we differ though on this over under of fifty four and a half. I like the over. I we saw last week that Minnesota can has found ways to score in flashes, and I think that we might get a Houston Texans team that is able to do the same against the Vikings defense. Yeah. Um... 
I just, again, considering how inconsistent this Vikings offense was, I just didn't know if I saw both of these offenses putting up those kind of numbers. Um, but again, I think this is pretty easy to pick. Houston minus four and a half. They're bound to get a win. This is a very winnable game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston on the money line. And then uh, I think the under. I just don't think both offenses show up. Okay. Yeah, I mean, then it's reasonable. Uh, another one o'clock game here. Uh, one that we fully agree across the board. Uh, New Orleans is playing against Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Orleans coming off of a loss mm-hmm. on uh, on Sunday night against Green Bay. Yep. Sitting at a one and two record, which is crazy that they have a losing record. I am shocked. And I guess it's the two things I just said, but I'm shocked that this is as close of a line as it is. It's only a four-point spread. New Orleans is only favored by four against a Detroit team that has not looked that impressive to me. No. I know they just beat Arizona, but that's an Arizona team that I don't think anybody had expected to be 2-0 and coming into that game. And so I think this is a pretty easy one to pick. I got New Orleans on the spread and the money line, and then both of us. Uh, went with the under of 54 here. That's which, just a lot of points yeah, to again, expect of Detroit. I just don't think Detroit's going to be laying numbers up on the board. I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, that's a Saints defense that has a little bit of, the, of a chip on their shoulder after the way that Aaron Rodgers kind of dismantled them. Mm-hmm. I just I think it's a statement game for the Saints, getting back to 2-2, two and two, getting back to 500. And I think Detroit is going to be victims of a beatdown. Yeah, I and I think I think the Saints are just going to be able to run the ball so much. I don't see this being being a uh, a prolific offensive display of Drew Brees really moving it through the air because I think the Saints get on top and they just stay on top. So uh, our last of the one o'clock games, one that I think uh, you know we are really making for some non-entertaining radio podcast whatever you want to call this yes, audio. audio audio yeah there we go entertainment um we are agreeing wholeheartedly on this next one here but it's hard to disagree with it seattle seahawks are playing against the miami dolphins yeah seahawks have looked phenomenal they have russell wilson like they've that's like it's phenomenal. already enough of an argument really they they have they've looked phenomenal they've looked dominant we would look dumb trying to argue the other in side every of this. game this season against the Dolphins team that still is trying to get their footing, still really trying to find an identity. Yeah, brand new um, offense. I know they have still they still have Fitzmagic there. They're preparing for this the the passing of the baton to Tua. They are in a rebuild mode still, and they know that. Uh, and and meanwhile, that Seattle team right now looks like a well-oiled machine, and Russell Wilson is having an MVP type season. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I think uh, Seattle minus six and a half. Well, that's a decent sized line. I I see Seattle showing up and winning this game with ease. Six and a half. I don't think this is a one touchdown game at the no. end. Uh, so I'm going Seattle on the money line and with the spread. And then uh, we differ here, though. We differ on, on the over-under here. I go under. I think that Seattle defense is is pretty dominant. Mm-hmm. I think while the Seattle offense is good, I'm not. they're not putting up over... I don't think they're putting up over 40 points on Miami, but I don't know if Miami's putting up two touchdowns. Yeah. And at 54, 40 points and 14, that's where you're at. So I just don't see it. No, if I see both of those numbers being hit... 
uh, I, I got to go with the under. See, I, I, I see just a little bit more of a competitive spirit in this game. I, I see two teams that are, that are, I don't think are going to be able to take off their foot off the gas pedal. I think they're both fast passing offenses. I think we're going to see maybe the Seahawks struggle just a bit with it, but it it'll be interesting to see. And I, I definitely think it'll be a, uh, a, a pretty decent game to actually watch. So uh, right now we're going to take a little intermission uh, from our picks right now and introduce Tyler here for his uh, picks of the week. This is a segment that we're going to be introducing it may be every week. It may be just some weeks on our Thursday night NFL predictions cast. But you're gonna Tyler, have to listen to know Tyler picking out a couple of uh, bets that he really likes uh, and, and trying thinking he's gonna lock in for this upcoming weekend. Tyler, I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Um, so to be honest, how I found these, you know, I've just kind of been perusing through. Um, my you know FanDuel, DraftKings apps, and and looking at different props and and things like that to find some unique things aside from just the typical spreads, over unders, things like that. Um, and and I got two for you tonight. So one, you know, I know first one. I know some of our listeners might not be able to to take advantage of it because it is a game that's you know starting probably right after this uh, taping of this concludes. But one I'm really confident in. Um, so that's Noah Fant. Uh, the longest reception over 18 and a half. So that one I think was around minus 116 on uh, on FanDuel when last time I checked. And if you look at uh, just how Fant has performed over the past uh, past couple weeks, I think his uh, the shortest in you know his his longest reception in the game was against Tampa last week at 18 yards. So you know he's right there. Even in his lowest game, he's got longs of 31 and, and I think 28 in his other two. Uh, just the athleticism he displays after the catch, uh, I think he's bound to to pull one in and you know take it for for a few extra yards tonight, especially against a, a pretty weak pass defense in the in the Jets. Um, and then my second one was you know the game you guys just mentioned uh, in the that Seattle Miami. I think you know you've watched Seattle just just dominate um, a lot of the teams they've played. Uh, even in the closer games, I think you know they, they've looked fairly dominant. And in that one, you know, I was surprised the the halftime full time uh, parlay for Seattle um, in both was I, I believe around 146, which which seemed a little too good to be true. I I just see you know no universe in which Seattle's not leading at halftime and and finishes off that game. So I think those are two that I. You know, really like this week in in two of the more unique markets, and uh, yeah, those are going to be those are my locks of the week. Well, there you have it, guys. Lock them in. Yes. Tyler said so. Yes. And uh, thank you, you Tyler. Know, we'll have him on periodically. We'll check back in with his progress. Keep score on uh, what his locks of the week are at, and and how you'd be doing if you followed along with them. If you uh, if you place those yes. bets, if you let it ride with Tyler's uh, Tyler's locks here, so. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate your input here. And definitely two things I'm going to keep an eye on as I look to place a couple of my wagers this weekend. Uh, some some good looks there. Absolutely. Uh, I agree with both of those. Um, so moving into primetime here, moving into the 4 o'clock games. A little bit of a shorter list this week. We only got two of them. Um, and that is because this is the first week of bye weeks and mm-hmm. also that 
Pittsburgh, Tennessee uh, postponement that we mentioned to start off the show, the breaking news there. So uh, the first of those two is Buffalo Bills versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, this is one I think is honestly a little pretty easy to pick, but but not necessarily as easy. I had to put a little bit of thought into it. It's, I second-guess myself a little bit. It's not a lock, but I feel like we're kind of on similar pages here. We are. Um, it is only a three-point spread, which I think is a little surprising. This Bills team has looked really good. I know they had to win with a last-second touchdown last week. Late, late, you know, dramatics there. But uh, I got to say, I I don't think I see them losing to this Raiders team. I know the Raiders have also performed above expectation. Mm -hmm. Way better this season than we, we anticipated. But this Bills team is a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. Their defense is elite. Josh Allen has been elite so far this season. Yes. And probably, in my mind, second to Russell Wilson in the MVP voting. Probably, yeah. So I take Buffalo with three points. uh, Sorry, Buffalo minus three uh, with the three-point spread is what I meant to say. Right. But uh, minus three, I take Buffalo. I take them with the money line. And over under 52.5. This one's actually a little bit surprising, and I think I'm actually going to backtrack on my pre-recording is a I'm calling an audible here, folks. Uh-oh. Uh I'm making a change Blue here. Blue forty-two. Yeah, lucky fifty-six. Body. Watch him now. Um, we got a. I think I'm going to go with the over here. We have two offenses that have proven that they can score. Yes. Fifty-two and a half is a little high, but I see Josh Jacobs getting on the scoreboard after a disappointing week last weekend. Mm-hmm. I see Josh Allen putting up numbers. You know, John Brown, it looks like, is pr- uh, probably going to play. Um, Stefan Diggs has been putting up numbers there. Those are both defenses that can get turnovers, mm-hmm. which can lead to quick points. Short fields, quick um, points. I think, despite earlier, you know, when we discussed this pre, pre-recording, pre going for the under, I, I'm switching things up. I think, I think there's going to be some offense. I think we're going to see some fireworks. But I still think the Bills come out on top. Yeah. What uh? What do you think? I know you're. Are you sticking with the under here? I think I think I'm going to stick with the under. I think because both teams are are such good offenses, you're going to have both defenses really up on high alert. I think it is. It might and it might come into build a little bit of a sloppiness. Might, I'm feeling kind of a sloppy game from both teams. These are two teams that are going to be kind of facing one of their biggest challenges yet in each other. And I think that's going to lead to uh, a really interesting, really close. I think we're going to see another one where we might see uh, might see winning on the drives, but it's uh, it's Bills Nation right now. It's Bills Nation right now, right here. Well, I don't blame you one bit. Uh, they've definitely been among the most impressive teams in the league this season. Absolutely. Another game that I think is going to be really exciting. Uh, we're going to get to see Cam Newton and the Patriots playing against Pat. Sorry, according to his mom, she doesn't like that. Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and the Kansas City Chiefs. Our boy Big Red there as well. Um, this is going to be a really good game, uh, but I-, I think we're both on the same page as far as our picks here. Um, Kansas City, 
is too good of a team. Yeah. After what they just did to Baltimore this week, which I thought was going to be a much closer game, mm-hmm. uh, they, they've they convinced me. I don't think I can pick against Kansas City for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, a seven-point spread, while that is a lot, and against a Bill Belichick team, I'm hesitant to just jump on board. I think the Chiefs win by more than a touchdown. I take them with the money line, obviously. And then uh, over-under, I think I'm going to agree with you here. Mm-hmm. Calling another audible. Uh-oh. I know we disagreed before the show. Look at me, man. I'm like Peyton Manning in the playoffs. Just calling audibles left and right. Um, just in the command center. I think I think I agree with you here on the over. These are Cam Newton and the Patriots are gonna score points. Yeah, they're rushing off. If anything, the reason I think that might be an under is if Bill Belichick does some crazy clock control games. Yeah, and, and really milks the clock and really tries to hold, you know, possession. Which is probably the one thing that he can do better than Andy can. The the one thing. I I mean like, I get I all right. If there's one paramount strength that Bill Belichick has over Andy Reid, I think it's the fact that he his mastery of controlling the clock. I think, uh, you know, as far as de- developing winning cultures go, I think they're very close. You know, as far as uh, being able to groom quarterbacks go, I think they're pretty close. I think if there's if there's really one thing that you you really boil it down to, it's like those. The advanced uh, like control, controlling of the game and controlling how the game plan happens. So I, 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 I mean that's like the one big advantage I see of Bill Belichick over over Andy. I feel you. Um, but so, but Andy Andy also has Patrick Mahomes. This is true, and and Tyreek Hill and, and a lot of weapons. Every, yeah, and Travis Kelsey. Edwards so, uh, Michael Hartman. Yeah, you can keep going. So. They're full back. I don't remember his name. We move to the Sunday night game. Yes. That's our Philadelphia Eagles. Mm hmm. Playing against the San Francisco 49ers, who are very banged up right now. Yes. The San Francisco hospital bracelets. Yeah, and as a result, I think that's why both of us think the Eagles are definitely going to cover the spread here. Seven points. Is very at the very least going to come down to the last possession. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah, I think we we both agree that this is going to be uh, kind of a a very close, uh, very stress inducing, uh, maybe maybe like a third quarter panic attack. I think type yeah, game. I gotta say, at this point, I only kind of hope so. I really hope it's a close game. Yeah, because the, the Eagles have been playing. Because if it's not, it's gonna it's gonna be. It's not like I see us running away with this one. We're gonna have to reinforce some of these beams because. Uh, it's oh, gonna yeah. have to support a couple of uh, couple of bodies. Oof, oof. So, uh, with that being said, we both think they're gonna cover the spread, but we disagree on the money line. As much as I like to be pessimistic and bust on our team, and use gallows humor, uh, I think that we pull this one out. Um, I think that we pull this one out. I think that we get the win against a banged up Niners team. It's about time we right the ship. This team is bad. It's not zero and four bad. It's not oh, it's not oh three and one bad. No, it's uh, I do not see us being winless through four games with the banged up Niners as our opponent. If we had the Ravens this week, if we had the Patriots this week, if we had the Chiefs this week, it would be a different conversation. Okay. Seahawks, 
but I think we can get a win against a vulnerable-looking Niners team. You know, I I had initially picked the birds with the spread, and then I picked against them in the money line. And I think the the irrational worrying about what this team is going to do on Sunday. I think I think I overpanicked. I think I'm going to switch it up. I think I'm going to pick the birds on the money line. I I think it's. I think it's going to hurt me a lot more in the end when I watch this game on Sunday, but yeah, I'm going to do well, it. You're going to put money on it. Nope. You're just saying. Nope, it'll hurt my feelings, and then I'm going to feel dumb and bad about myself. Which, uh, for thinking which is, for a second that is, we could win. Yeah, Yeah, which, you know, can you put a money value on that? Probably. But yeah, I, I, I'm going to pick the birds. They have, to, they have to start something. And there were certain players last Sunday who started to come around and look encouraging. I liked the way Brandon Graham played last week. That was good. The whole defensive line showed up, and Fletcher Cox really woke up, and it's I'm optimistic that they can continue that again against a banged up Niners team. Yes. And I and I think that's I think that's what's encouraged me to switch. Uh, and we also differ on the over under of 46. Um this one I just thought was a low enough over-under that I felt it was worth going for the over. If it's a decently scoring game and there's some offense involved, then we would hit that. I could also totally see, though, the Niners with a backup quarterback, the Eagles offense, which has been sputtering, yeah. not resulting in a ton of points there. So. This really gives me like a like a 17-10 to 10 vibe. As far as games go, I don't feel like this is going to be an offensive display between a well, an Eagles offense that has just been. I mean, they're they're it's also injured. They they had what like one wide receiver practice from like the normal roster today. Like it's it's not it doesn't bode well. But hopefully, they have enough offensive pieces to put together that they can that they can come out ahead in this game. But there's no way I see 46 points being scored regardless of who wins well anyway then we move on to the last game of the week the atlanta falcons against the green bay packers this should be a really good one second week in a row that monday night might be having the best game of the week um falcons are winless Mm -hmm. having blown two inexcusable games over the last two games, weeks yeah. uh, against both Dallas and the Bears. The Bears. But uh, seven points spread uh, against Green Bay, who's again looked pretty lethal. Uh, 56 and a half over under. I went with the Packers to win, Packers to cover, and over. Mm-hmm. I went with the Falcons to cover the spread, Packers to win. And the under. Yes. Um, but you actually, according to what we were talking about earlier, you were talking over, but I get if you want to switch that up. No, you know, um, I'm, I'm actually okay with this over. I, I mean, I, I that's why I kind of picked the Falcons against the spread. I yeah, know we I talked mean, about it earlier. I get, you know it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I, it's going to come down to that, that, that one possession because that's kind of where the Falcons have dictated all their games, and it's not like these two offenses have been slouches. I mean... See, but I'm going to disagree with you in one sense in that this is the best team that the Falcons have faced. 
And so I think that that's true. But I think I, it's the best offense that these Falcons have. Faced. I don't know if it's the yeah, best defense. Yeah, but you could argue yet. it might be the best. It might be the best defense because that Cowboys defense has not been very impressive. That Bears defense is good, but it's not great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so this Packers, this Packers team, for example, is the first team that the Falcons are playing that I see being a playoff possibly team. playing not not playoff team necessarily possibly playing in the NFC Championship game. I mean, this is a top five probably football team probably. in the Packers. Yeah. And, and so that's why I just see as even though Falcons can score hella points there there is a fundamental flaw in that team and against a top tier top class team I just don't know if I see the Falcons rising to that challenge. I do think both teams are going to score points, which is why we both went with the over. Uh, and I do think the Packers come out with the win, which we both agree on. But I just think that the Packers are that much of a class above the Falcons right now. Now, granted, if Julio plays, if Calvin Ridley's healthy, if Gage gets healthy, it could be a different conversation. Mm -hmm. But knowing the injuries that they were dealing with, as well as the total lapse in defensive ability and game plan and, uh, pardon my language, but the the shitting of the bed that the Falcons have done the last few weeks against an elite team and an elite quarterback like Aaron Rodgers – I think that they it's not just a one possession game to end the game. That's it's reasonable. I just I no, I, I think I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be close. I think these are two gunslingers. We got Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan. I I don't see either one getting so walloped that they're out of it completely by the time the game ends. Yep, these are quarterbacks who know how to stay in games. So yeah. I feel you there. Well guys, believe it or not, that wraps us up for the week. Thank you for listening. Hopefully uh, this is it. And I'm going to knock on wood, even though I know it's not it. Hopefully this is it for the COVID outbreaks in the NFL. And we're not we're able to have the rest of our games regularly scheduled. Yeah. I'm not feeling very optimistic. Yeah. But, you know, let's hope that this is just a flurry and not the start of an avalanche. Um, and we will see how this week pans out, yeah. uh, especially as we start to get into bye weeks start to get into the meat of the season. Believe it or not, at the end of this week, we are a quarter of the way through the season. It goes fast. It so, does. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You can check us out on socials at, at B-O-T-T Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We're also going to be trying to be a little bit more active on there, posting some polls, posting some uh, updates, pictures, things like that. Yep. Maybe engaging with you guys a little bit more. So really feel free to reach out to us on there. And we will get back to you. Yeah. Um, and uh, otherwise, you can expect our regularly scheduled show on Monday. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Not trying to give any spoilers, but Doc Rivers signing with the Sixers. Some big news. Woo. Among some other things, we're going to have soccer news from the weekend. Absolutely. We're going to have NBA Finals updates. We're going to have a recap of the Stanley Cup. A lot of good stuff coming on Monday. So give us a listen. Thank you guys so much. And uh, we yeah. will talk to you guys next. Oh, thanks, and of course, Tyler, for joining us. Thank you, us. Tyler, for joining us. Hopefully, the first appearance of many. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Glad to be on. All righty, guys. We'll tune in next week. Yeah, we'll thanks talk to listening. you later. Thanks for listening.